The contents of this show are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Any information on the show does not create a client-therapist relationship and should not be taken as professional advice. Before making any decisions regarding your health care, ask your personal physician or mental health care professional or call 911 for any emergencies. We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Erin. What a great, great conversation that we had with John Weisbarth. He's so nice. He's super nice. Such a good guy. And Anna, that's so cool that you had the connection that you were on Tiny House Nation and you already already met him. You are super cool. (laughs) And did you know everybody that she was on What Not to Wear too? That's how cool she is. I'm like super cool, you guys. How's it feel? He's so cool. Well, all right. So, John, you got to meet him. You got to meet him <laughs> in was person. About to talk about how good yes. it feels to be cool. Yeah, no, I was you not. Were. Okay, but Anna, how was it to meet John in person? <laughs> Great. So you like because you you made the comment though after the interview, like. Man, he's the same person mm-hmm. as he presents on the TV show. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. What were you him saying? Him and Zach. I was thinking, gosh, I should have said this on the episode, but him, John Weisbarth, and Zach Giffen are both exactly the same in person as they are on TV. So mm-hmm. it's like super nice when that happens because if totally. you've ever met like an entertainer or TV person or or anyone like that, like sometimes they are not the same yeah. as they are in real life, mm-hmm. as they are like on TV and stuff. But he is very genuine, very, mm-hmm. they both are mm-hmm. wonderful, wonderful people. Well, and it's cool that like he wants people to be so authentic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Totally. So Aaron, you had, oh, wait, we got to read a review. Oh, yeah. There's a good one today. Hold up. Shocker, we have another five-star one. It says, can't wait for more. This is 909Hillary928. So thank you for that. As someone who reads a lot of self-help books, especially about connecting, and someone who takes the Enneagram quizzes, etc. Oh, Enneagram. Enneagram, thank you. I think we could all learn a thing or two about connecting with others. Love that now there's a podcast just for that. Yeah, thank you, Hillary. Hey, Anna. Yeah? You know Erin's a pretty badass therapist, Uh, right? I totally know. I just, like, take notes when she's talking. (laughs) Me too. Some of our audience does as well. So did you know that there's also a place that you can get information directly from her? On her website, right? Yeah. And didn't you do it? Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. So there's all these free workshops that they're offering. And at thekaliinstitute.com, you can sign up for those. K-A-L-I is how you spell Kali. And then institute, thekaliinstitute.com. Get it done. So the question that we asked John was, if a crime was legal for one hour, what would you do? And Amy and I answered... Say it again. If a crime is legal for one hour, what would you do? No, say what you just said. Oh. <laughs> I said I'd rob a bank. Uh-huh. Amy would go graffiti the town. And what would you do, Erin? Well, you didn't answer. I didn't answer the question, so I was thinking about that. And then I said something like, uh, well, maybe I'd camp wherever I wanted in a national park. And then lame. I got a big, fat lame from both of these gals. <laughs> We're like, come on. Well, because it's like, it's tame. 
Yeah. That's what well, I but, think. Amy's you don't like, you can that. come graffiti with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be kind of fun. On bridges. <laughs> bridges, crud. Trains. Um, I think maybe. over the end, Amy. Uh, I'd do a sick figure of a hug. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. That's a signature mark. You could do that big bubbly letter. Yeah, hug. Right. Oh, yeah. That could be your tag. Bubbly oh, yeah. letter? Yeah, yeah, I know. The gra- I don't yeah. think there's Bubble. anything bubbly about me. About like. No, I'm talking about graffiti style. I know, but I don't think. Have you seen my handwriting? Oh. Chicken scratch. Oh. You'd have to work on it. <laughs> That's not we my thing. That is actually going to be not my thing, so oh. I don't have to work on it. Oh, Thank okay. you. Back to you. Back to you. You're all, no, I'm not taking that. Like a straight up Fast and Furious, Denver style, oh. through the streets. Could I come with you? you can sure we can. like go graffiti, yes. then I can drive? Yes. Oh. It'd be so fun. Oh. And then rob a bank? <laughs> Guess you what? Know, There's we, actually we'd be in the Double Dragon video game. Of graffiti and drive it. Do you remember that oh, video really? game from no. when we were little? I wasn't a big gamer. No, uh, me neither. I no. wasn't. A, call me a gamer. <laughs> oh, Nintendo. Come on. Erin is I a big gamer. gamer. That's like a contradiction no, in itself. <laughs> no, I'm not. Nintendo. So is Mario you're, like, Brothers? Spreading rumors. Gamer. No? Uh, gamer, yeah. Gamer. <laughs> Duck Mario hunt? Also, yeah. Gamer. <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Gamer. <laughs> yep. My okay. favorite, though, Pac-Man. Oh, Miss Pac-Man. Yeah. Anytime. Oh. Yeah. Anytime. I could do that for I but you know that you can. I think your shirt's undone, them, Aaron. Oh. You're showing us some boom. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> we get a whole lot of boom. Connection oh, to okay. your booms. Connection. We already heard about Anna's sleeping routine. <laughs> okay, so I here. actually heard a boob yeah. tip. I have to share. Oh, Christ. Oh, boy. Y'all hate my boob tips. <laughs> yes. Why? Well, okay. I've, we really, Can I just tell you really okay. quick? Ca- yeah. Do a scoop and a swoop. Uh, no, wait. Swoop and scoop. So yes. scoop them and swoop them up. But that's if you get fit for a bra, that's what they always say. Like yeah, your, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Actually, okay. goes yeah, so you far over, and you you really yeah you oh. yeah. yeah you can actually that actually is yeah. good yeah and oh, yeah. your bra size might be different yeah yes. yeah and you can like well, I need um, help move with the that. tissues all that flesh it's like all of it needs to be <laughs> yeah we got some great boobs in this studio <laughs> <laughs> and it can speak for itself. Okay, but, so oh, back okay. to so you would go Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious. I like it for sure. I would go with. <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you though. Listen what? to this. There is actually drag racing that is happening on I twenty five by. Oh, of course. What? What? Welcome to the program. Yeah. What? There is. It's straight up like they know. Like oh, there's. Of course. Oh, what? I didn't know this. But there's Aaron's a police like, station like right there. When you live near Federal. Oh. But this at- is University Boulevard. It's like on I twenty five. Yeah. And still- there's set nights. Yeah. That they're out. Yes. And our neighborhood is Sunday. Kind of- you know, what? I have a turbo. Should I give it a try? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Subaru, Subaru Turbo. Turbo. She looks, she pulls up to the They would be like, <laughs> whoa, you are cool. Hey, mom. <laughs> it's like a Forester. It's like blue, so reliable. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> but my boobs look good, so. Hey, scoop and swoop. <laughs> okay. Here we are. You guys are having none of this nonsense today. <laughs> Come on. Y'all are like, come on, speed it along. We need the nonsense. I'm putting my foot down. We need some nonsense. Oh. You're like, come on. Okay. No? Yeah. yeah. No? <laughs> no. 
I'm putting my, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. Uh, mild tantrum about we need nonsense. We do. So we do. Well, you're right. You're right. I know I'm right. I think a little bit of, of it is good. Yeah. And then I would imagine that some people <laughs> listening are like, get on with it. Oh, ladies. they might. They might be. They can fast forward. 15 there seconds is that intervals. like cool, yeah, 15 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like this part, you fast forward. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but this is where all the life tips are. Lots scoop of... and swoop. I'll tell you. Number one. Good. It will help your boobs. Okay. Okay. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, the good news is, is that you can swoop and scoop, scoop your boobs in your tiny home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a stretch. If you live in one, <laughs> that was a stretch, Captain Segway. That was a stretch. You're all, I'm yeah. going for it. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. You're uh-huh. all, I'm gonna see how this one lands. I'm so. checking you two out to see yeah. how that went over. <laughs> we're like not mm, very. We're like not uh, your best uh, one. You've had better. <laughs> You're usually really good at that, but <laughs> that one, yeah. No. Fail. Okay. Pass, fail, so, fail. So, one bathroom in a tiny, tiny. Yeah, but we yeah. all have one bathroom. <gasps> oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. That's right. So, in all of our... Well, so, right size living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Concept. Yeah, great concept. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Thumbs up. Five stars. <laughs> but not everybody thinks that. I didn't yeah, even know true. that that was a coined term until he started Six talking about it. Six months ago, I didn't yeah. think that. Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell us about that. Are you cool with that? Yeah, yeah. So let's see. So I lived in a house that was, I don't know, it was over like 6,000 square feet. It was big. It was a big one. And there were four of us living in that house and two adults, two kids. And we had, let me think, hold on. Yeah, five bathrooms. Just had to count them up. Five or six bathrooms. Five. And, you know, playroom downstairs, like whatever. It was just a big, it was a bigger house. Well, fast forward a few months and now I am living in a 1,500 square foot house with one bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it's been a massive shift, obviously. But one thing that really caught my attention during John's interview was him saying something like, a tiny house has everything you need, but nothing you don't need. Mm -hmm. And I just think that concept is Uh super interesting and applied to, you know, my going from a large space to a smaller space. I think about that a lot, you know, and just like, whoa, there are so much stuff that you Mm -hmm. end up filling the space that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously going down to a smaller space, things change quite drastically. Yep. Yeah. And when we were talking about this before the episode, we all realized that we have one bathroom. Each of us. Each of us. Yeah. And yeah, we decided to do the podcast and then we all moved in with each other. No, we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. So this is our connection to living with one bathroom. (laughs) uh, This is a real deep one. (laughs) Right. But having one bathroom, I mean... That's the one thing I think I want. It certainly makes you connect more with the people you oh, live with. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, like sure. emergency. Or you have your squatty potty, <laughs> like I got for my birthday, and then you have it in this bathroom, and they're like, "Well, I guess I, well, everyone needs a hand of booing." So yeah, that's good. Okay. We got two bottles of poopery and a squatty oh, potty. So that's good. Yep. <laughs> I will help you with your poop. I situation. will help you. Yep. It's great. I was yep. stoked about that. 
But it's not like you can have like a poo bathroom and then a regular bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's all or the like same a bathroom. guest bathroom and yeah. then a personal bathroom, <laughs> yeah. or like an yeah. adult bathroom and a child's bathroom yeah. and yeah. a guest bathroom. Yep. You know, it's, it's like yeah. whoa, we are all sharing this place of major privacy. Yeah, yes. my in-laws also have one bathroom. Oh, yeah, and it's very hard. To visit them. When, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, there were five of them living in this house. Yeah. And they had to, like, basically have a sign-up sheet for their bath time. Oh, that was the other thing. They took baths, not wow. showers. Yeah. Wow. And so they would say, wow. hopefully it's okay that I'm sharing this, but it was like, pull the curtain, I have to go poop. Yeah. And so one of them would be in the bathtub, and then someone else would come in. And go poo? Yeah, and like, pull the curtain. That I gotta stink. Yeah. <laughs> so then you're sitting with their poop Literally smell. and figuratively. Yeah. yeah. I think I got asked that question sometime in the last month, and I was like, mm, absolutely not. What question? Can I poo while you're showering? Oh. No. <laughs> no. The answer? A firm <laughs> no. no. Because there's moisture in the air, and then the ew. smell is ew, not ew, going ew, ew. Uh, potty yeah. talk not for yeah. you so what happens when we go to visit them is I'm like I'm just basically going to pretend like I'm camping and go pee outside <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do they know I that this is your know. plan? I don't know but I'm like I'm not like they're all taking <laughs> these luxurious baths and I'm like I gotta pee so bad this is the tell all episode <laughs> I'm just going to go pee outside like they live in like a foresty area so it's like camping. Anna right? visits the in-laws. Okay, so. Her tell-all episode. Sometimes she pees outside. She Anna. does everything that you would do it's camping, like, except for pitch a tent. It's not like a neighborhood in suburban. It's like a forest. So it's like, okay, there's a tree. That's totally, it seems like. So like. I would probably do that <laughs> so actually. Wait, so. So wait. wait, are you like. Oh, I just have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, do you like run out the front door? You're like, ah, see. Ya. No, I keep it totally a secret down low thing. Like, <laughs> of course. Like, it's until like, now. Until now. Now everybody knows. I don't knows. think they listen to it, the podcast, so we're fine. <laughs> Nobody tell my in laws. And if you do, that's fine. Oh, that's too But funny. yeah, it's like, okay, if you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. Right. Unless you have one bathroom and then you then gotta wait. And then you gotta wait. It's like, it, Pull like the curtain. my husband is literally like, get in there now. <laughs> like, it's like high pressure. Wow. Yeah. So uh. it's tough. Or like my little son, he'll just barge in. Yeah. So we had to finally put a lock. And I'm like, dude, we put this lock on. It's a Henry lock. To yeah. Keep you right. out. Keep you out. Yeah. 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 So, Anna, did your tiny house have. One. Just one bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine having two bathrooms know, at a time? As I'm house? asking that, I'm thinking, no nah. way did she do one. But when he was talking about the bathtub, that was also super yeah. interesting that people want a bathtub. What do you think that's all about? Because he gave his theory of that, but I'm curious what you all think. Wait, did you want a bathtub no, in yours, No, Anna? no, no. Yours was a fo- photo studio, right? Basically. <laughs> well, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, the idea was that you to slept like- in? take it around and we had like this secret compartment where we store all of our photo gear and they actually did not show how to open it on the episode intentionally yeah which was really good want anyone to break in yeah so that was super good yeah so our tiny house had one bathroom (laughs) no bathtub right i was like we don't need a damn bathtub in this thing but i've just noticed that that's a thing so uh, one thing I thought that was also interesting from the last episode was this idea of how do you create connection 
as quickly as possible with people around mm-hmm. you. And I just I'm wondering if you two have ideas or like, have you ever consciously had that thought going into something and then you intentionally did something to force that? <laughs> intentionally forced connection. But that's kind of what yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that like when I worked at the camp. You yeah, know, like, and you have you're going into these situations where you're like, I'm gonna be with these people, but we don't know anyone. So how do you do this? Yeah, I always tend to at first observe. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what's happening, and then insert myself. Yeah, yeah. But are you an introvert? No, uh, no, not like I think I'm in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Ambivert. Yeah, sure. Ambivert. <laughs> what yep. about what about you, Anna? Have you ever forced connection? <laughs> But I know that I'm not not necessarily extroverted in terms of like when you are like when you went to that whatever that workshop and then you were talking to people all the time. And you me. Yes. Amy, it was so excited about Mm -hmm. that. And that gives you so much energy. That does not do that for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I try to do that when like, for example, when we I'm not doing it anymore but like uh shooting weddings with my husband and we would meet couples it was like okay let's find our common ground because i knew if they liked us and trusted us then and you know they would want us to photograph their wedding and that was like also very important that we got along because it's like we're in their face on like this huge hugely important day in their life so they had to like us they had to want us to be around so it was like do we get along and not so much like let's make this let's force this but let's connect and see if there is like a rapport or like yeah. a chemistry in a way a platonic chemistry right and if this is a good fit or not and i mean we also have the connection roadmap with all of our tips and and insights on this very topic so you can get yours at connectionroadmap.com for free for free, yeah, right. definitely. Which get is that. awesome. Yeah. Uh, another thing is that I think that I was talking to someone who was listening to the podcast, and they were like, "Well, what are the que- you talked about some sort of questions to ask people?" And then I was like talking out of my ass, and then I was like, "Actually, I'm terrible at small talk. <laughs> like, I have really like deep friendships with people, and like keep in touch. I'm good at that part, but the initial like, if I have to go to a cocktail thing or a mm-hmm. networking thing, I have to be. It is hard." Even so what do you I, do in that situation? Go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God know. they don't just have one. So, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. So sometimes, though, uh, yeah, I think it's hard. I'm not very good at connecting with people. But I like to when I feel like someone's in it and then we can drop down into something. But it's hard to get there sometimes mm-hmm. for me. And so then I just like to go away. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Amy? It's Captain Connector right away. Yeah. Let's hear it. Pro tips. Go ahead, Amy. I do really enjoy the, for me, it's kind of like, ooh, detective. Like, mm. who are these people? And I feel like I can learn something from every single person I meet. And I really do generally think that people are really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has their own story. Everyone comes from wherever their places and you they know, do do that yeah come from wherever <laughs> places that's smart but you know i love hearing about where people just what their story is where they come from what they do what energizes them or whatever like people yeah. especially when you can ask those follow-up questions that i talked about episodes ago but 
and then get into more of what excites them. Because mm-hmm. I think like once you tap into that, there is immediate connection because yes. all of a sudden someone's like, oh, my gosh, like this person actually cares about what I'm into. And, you know, even if you're asking a little bit more about someone's job or their work, I think it's really valuable and feels really good to that other person because it's just genuine interest. Mm-hmm. No, just I like, think I feel the same way. However, I like it's very I think I'm just awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, maybe not, but maybe like I just there to me, it's also fun. Like right. I am extroverted and I do get energy from I mean, so sales is something I do and I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I would I, you know, just meeting people, business owners, trying to figure out, you know, what they are doing in their business, what's working, what's not, blah, 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 all that stuff. I just get so, it's fun. It's really fun Mm -hmm. for me. I also would have to say, I mean, I came, my childhood was very social. Like Mm -hmm. we were always around friends and family friends and people and, you know, and so I know not, maybe not all my siblings are extroverted. I'm sure they're not. But it's always been a thing for me. And Mm -hmm. even just like friends in life. And I like, I love throwing parties and I love, I don't know, just getting people together. And, you know, even like our business workshop stuff or like leading classes or whatever Mm -hmm. that is. I, I find it to be fun. And I also feel like if you have the ability to help someone feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. and I think one way to do that. And and actually, one thing that John said about when he and Zach met, yeah. how neither one of them was posturing. Yes. Like, it was this, they, it was just so natural. They went to go have those beers and no one was, like, trying to be cooler than the other one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, so. that to me is, like, the prize tip mm-hmm. right there. Yep. Like, if you can try to be even if you're not comfortable you act as if you are comfortable in an awkward situation it helps the other person that you're trying to connect with or talk with feel a little bit more at ease and if you have the ability to help someone just kind of relax or ease into a situation yeah i think it is a great gift that we can all give each other and i think it has everything to do with like hey you're just like another person at this networking event or like hey i'm just the salesperson coming to your office to like talk to you about your business like it's not like i am the head of the whatever and i've got this ego and i think i'm way better than all you people and well that's like a breaking connection when there's like a barrier and like the posturing it's like when the ego jumps in and gets a say or like affects how you are operating in a situation then like how can you genuinely connect with someone when there is that barrier along with that conversation i think for i don't know if it's still same now but if i tell like at things where i meet random people and the first question is what do you do and then i tell them that i'm a therapist it's like goes people either uh, oftentimes will jump to oh you're analyzing me which i'm not <laughs> that's not happening you know if you're being a total dick maybe i am but like i would do that anyways <laughs> if I, that wasn't my job and then or it like jumps into like very deep very personal really quick and i'm like ah, what is that i don't like sure we can do this but that's i so that's why i think I think now as we're talking, like maybe that has changed my Hmm. ability to 
<laughs> enter, yes. the, enter those situations because that's happened oh. so many times. Well, and you have also said it's really hard for you to have any kind of superficial, like you want to like, go yes. deep right away yeah. too. But not necessarily like it's With not to like stranger or not necessarily to the deepest levels of like, to like just something that has meaning. So yeah. just like drop underneath the surface. Yeah. Like I don't need to be talking about the Broncos. I don't need to, I mean, you can, and I don't need to be talking about what, I mean, but if you want to talk about Penn State football, we can have a really long <laughs> yeah, conversation exactly. about that. Yeah. But like, yeah, just underneath the surface about like what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's like, you know, you right size your home, you right size your ego. And if you can get your ego in check where you don't have any kind of posturing going on, it helps. I also think it That's goes back to that. What's up with women? That's the thing that I mm-hmm. think yes. posturing is the word that I was looking for. Yeah. It's like I can be in my power. You two can be in your yeah. power and we can be in the same space. Yeah. But when there's this like Sometimes I guess like yeah. that's what that's yeah. what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think too that it goes the other way too. So it's not always like uh, I think I'm better than everybody. It's also like <laughs> oh wow, here's like for someone. the right sizing the ego. Yeah, like it goes the other way in that if you're at a networking event or if you are selling or you're whatever and you're like meeting with a CEO who's going to make a decision whether or not to hire you, like. You don't have to treat them as if they're like higher up mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like that right sizing needs to happen too. So it's not like feeling so good about yourself. It's also not feeling less than mm-hmm. yep. someone. Yep. Because I think if you feel less than someone and you go into these settings, right away that's like yes. awkward then for whoever. Yeah. You well, know? it's like operating from a place of having a right-sized ego Yeah, is like, I'm not the worst person in the room and I'm also not the best person in the yes, room. Like exactly. I've got good things and I've got bad things about me and I'm okay with both. Right. And, you know, coexisting in this space of like not being the best or the worst because you're exactly right. It's like the opposite ego problem of like pride is like, Having that idea that I'm the worst one in the room. Yes. And it definitely... It's just as debilitating or just as like a connection breaker as the other side of that, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and something that I've really learned with, you know, public speaking and stuff, and this was probably the biggest tip that I've ever learned about public speaking, and I am by no means an expert on this, but like it has helped me so much, and it's regarding distractions or like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous, or like when you yourself are like, so in your head and so like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? That is such a distraction to the audience. When you can just show up and say, this is the information I have to share in the right size of ego, (laughs) you know, like I'm relaying this information, then take it or leave it. Yeah. And then you're able to show up without having that self-conscious distraction from your message like you're offering a gift to your audience and it has nothing to do with you and when you're caught up in that anxiety then it has you've made it all about about you you, and your audience ultimately doesn't care if you're nervous yeah which is like the whole dandapani thing of what's the greatest way or the greatest way you can show love is giving someone your undivided attention Uh right it's like i think the other thing that keeps coming to mind for me is just a judgmental attitude or judging someone Mm -hmm. and that can be felt so easily by Mm -hmm. whomever is being judged and so that's also like if you are able to right size yourself then hopefully you wouldn't be judging the person you're interacting with and trying to figure that out and then if you're giving them undivided attention 
like one, two, three, the likelihood of Mike Tyson that shit. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure what you mean by that, but I'm going yeah, one, two, I'm three, like, knockout. Huh? Yeah, one, two, three. And connecting Connected. with people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. I, I do think that, though. I mean, imagine if that's how the world operated. Yeah. And you go to a networking event and it's like no one's got an inflated or deflated ego. They're just being authentic in who they are. Right. No one is judging the people that they're talking to. And you're getting attention, like real mm-hmm. undivided attention from someone. That'd be freaking amazing. That's what's going to happen at our retreat. Yeah. <laughs> That we will have someday. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So I think the whole idea of just really right-sizing and... I think, too, what some of it that I liked, what he was talking about, was when at the end of the episode when he talked about his relationship with work and his personal life and that he would give up. He really was focused on his career and wanting to do that. But if it came at the sacrifice of his family and his marriage, then he didn't want to do that. And that was the most important thing. And so... Which I just have to say props to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the I think that's a interesting thing to throw out is our relationship to work and personal life and how that shows up in our lives. So... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and also the idea that he brought up the hard part of balancing yeah. family and work. And yeah. like guys typically and traditionally... That's not something that they get asked about or even have to struggle with. So it was very interesting that he brought that up. I think the admitting that the struggle is real between work and personal balance is, you know, it's a big one. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, they may not be in the position of saying like, well, I really love this job. I want this job and I have to also see my family. And so that job then changes for that person. Mm -hmm. I think it's oftentimes like most people probably need to make a job change in order to make it match with how they want their personal life to be. He was able to renegotiate, which is so cool. It's so Mm -hmm. cool. Well, and like to know, so this makes me think about the priorities workshop that we did. And he clearly has his priorities in place where like the family piece is so huge for him. And so then he made decisions to where his life could reflect his values. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that was pretty cool to see how, what that looks like. Definitely. So I know for me with the personal and the work and so figuring out like how to do family time, but also to what I realized was that when we started when we I had the Kali Institute and then we inserted the podcast and we went <laughs> full out like we do with everything. <laughs> and we put that was so much more time. And so then I was training for a race at that point and I just didn't have the energy to do all the things. And so for whatever reason, running was I signed up for too hard of a race. But like so that training was really exhausting. But if I would have continued that, I don't think that we would be. I wouldn't have had enough energy for the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that when I went away, so the podcast, we went through July and then had the episodes. And so when I went on vacation and I was like, oh, like I feel a little bit normal again. Yeah. And that I need to like being outside and particularly trail running is super core to my being. And so even when I am but now it comes from a different place. Like I just want to be outside and explore and like move my body. And it's, I had to do relationship work around the intuitive stuff around like, why am I doing this? And so realizing that I needed running in order to feel, even though it's so much more time added into my day and another like 
it's not necessarily a stress, but I read an article and they said that like if running is not the best part of your day or you don't look forward to this, then you need to reexamine whatever your relationship mm. is with that. And so then the, it just like a shift in perspective about like interesting. This, I want this thing to be the best part of my day. And now that I've shifted that, and if it takes that I need to run at a slower pace, and you know what tells me that my Garmin. And so <laughs> we got to get them as a sponsor. <laughs> and so oh, that's my favorite thing ever. So just shifting the relationship to it, or yeah. like. Like that, or even like when I was telling you that I just had that how we built this and I was listening to the episode on the the woman who created the milk bar. And so she, she was talking about all that and she was like, well, <laughs> she was like, I am meant to do this bakery and what else would I be doing with my life? And it's mm-hmm. like, I am so, there's so much joy happening in my life right now and I'm doing all the things that I really love to do. And so my relationships are good right now. I'm running and getting outside. We're doing this podcast. The Kali Institute is doing well. I love my business partner. And so it's just like, and I think that it, it's so easy to get caught and bogged down in the details mm-hmm. that I think a lot of it is just perspective shift, yes. but then also like what you shift your perspective and then what actions follow that. Yeah. And so, but I think you can only do that when you're clear with what your values are, because mm-hmm. if you have too many values, then it gets all over the place. But if you're in alignment with your values, then it, it doesn't feel so much as stressful as it feels like these are the things that I want to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, talking back about going back to, like, the idea of right-sized living, Mm -hmm. like, what does that mean for you two? Honestly, like, it's, for me, I think about physical space. That's where my head goes, is, like we were talking about, Mm -hmm. I'm not ever going to be a tiny house dweller, but. Yeah. Why do you say that? It's too small. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like 300 to I mean, I don't want to like assume. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I for me, it's like. I think 500 is on the big scale. Big yeah, end of it tiny is. house living. That's on like massive tiny houses. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then I think too, you know, I have on one of our episodes, you know, I moved a lot. And yeah. I continue to find myself moving a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like in my life, I have just moved a lot of times. And so for me, a home even though like a tiny house is on wheels and obviously that would be like, Mm -hmm. at least your house would be the same and you would move it around. I just, I like having foundation and address roots, roots. Mm -hmm. Well, but not roots though. It's something about just the feeling of home, like home. I don't know. Do you think that's related to how much you moved as a kid? Well, I can tell you that since having kids, I have been so big on consistency. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. has been like my biggest thing is like, <gasps> in fact, I mean, this is actually really funny now if I look at what has, how my life has actually gone. But it was always my thing. Like, I wanted my kids to go to the same school, K through eight, then go to a high school with all their friends, you know, same high school. Mm-hmm. I wanted them to live in the same house, you know, like I wanted them. Like I wanted all these things for my kids that I I know I didn't have like a childhood home, you mm-hmm. know, or anything. I mean, just because there are so many of them. But then I feel like with my kids it's it's been like so they've moved a ton Mm -hmm. and they've changed schools and they, you know, have traveled a lot and they, all this stuff. And so it's almost like my own childhood is like (laughs) actually reoccurring. What's that like to like realize that is your original plan isn't happening? Well, I think that's like 
the story of my life. <laughs> like my expectations, <laughs> the story of my life. Yeah. I am clearly not writing it because yeah. my it, nothing. I mean, so few things have happened or happen the way I think they will, the way I think I want them to be, mm -hmm. the way I think they should be. Yeah. You know, like all those things like that has been blown out of the water so many times for uh -huh. me that in some ways I think about it like, gosh, that's kind of weird. Like I'm recreating what I didn't want. But then I think like, it makes maybe a lot my of sense. Own childhood like wasn't so bad. Like yeah. maybe moving around so much you know, what's wrong with that anyway? Or, you know, and then and then I I start getting a little head trippy, of course, where I'm like, I got to like analyze that something's wrong with me. But then at the same time, it's all good. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, does so that, you got something. I over do there? have something. Yeah. So I was. The, so the right size living as I was Googling. Yeah. And actually, like, so the first thing that popped up was this thing is livingrightsize.com, right? And so there's these real estate people. I don't they look like they're on the coast, but maybe they're just have water. I don't know where they are, but <laughs> yeah. So the question there's was There's a water situation. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> um so are you living right sized? And this is a quote I'm guessing from the guy who's this real estate agent is that we were never meant to live a life accumulating stuff. We were meant to live a life simply enjoying the experiences of life, the people of life and the journey of life. Life, not the things of life, Joshua Becker. Mm. Which, oh so, no, no, no! He's a, uh, I know that guy, Joshua Becker. He's a minimalist, he or, or no? What? It's not it's a the real estate. It's guy. a great quote. He's yeah. a uh, popular minimalist. So, guy. Okay, is that so, right? So, yeah, yeah. So I think that that's the thing. And so when I talk about right size living, like we live in a pretty, in a very moderately sized house, and. When he talked about having a great outdoor space, he said mm. sometime yes. in a podcast is oh, so important yes. in that you can just be outside. Yes. And although we have can have longer winters here, we have really nice like shoulder seasons yes. of the well, yeah. particularly the shoulder fall. Seasons. Yeah. Yes. Of the fall. And I think it's warm for so long. Like yeah. we'll have snow yeah. whenever we do, but the but it's so nice. And so for me, I think right now is size living because I do not like clutter because I have some family yeah. members that are really like their stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel anxious when I enter those spaces. And so what are the things that like whatever that I maybe it's the Marie Condi thing or whatever where she talks about mm -hmm. does this thing bring you joy? Yeah. yeah. And Marie so Kondo. if it, yeah mm -hmm. and if it doesn't then I love that you just make up a new name. For I, her. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that like I don't know that Marie woman's Kondi. name. And then you correct me every time. So I appreciate that. It's good. Thank you Marie. Okay, thank you. But I think right size living is super important. Yeah. But I think and Oprah had this one quote I was listening to her talk and she Wanted so her before she became as big as she is now, or like in the middle of that, she said that she wants. I hope I can get this right. That she wants a house or a home that reflects the beautiful things in her life. Oh, what did she say? Nah, it's not. It's not doing it. But what's the gist of it? That she wants a house that reflects. It wasn't about like wealth. It wasn't about. Mm. But she wants her world and her environment to reflect the beauty inside of her. Uh, and oh. so, like, to have beautiful things yeah. in a beautiful space that re reflect the beauty inside of her. Oh, and so I can't remember what it was, or but that's what I got from that. Mm -hmm. And so it was just... And so thinking about that concept of the things that you want in your life, because it's just, like, 
I think right size living is not accumulating stuff yeah. as well as. Right. Because then you don't have like, if you have a huge house, then you have to like clean it or find people to clean it for you. Or if you have a, then you have a huge yard. So then you have to add all these things well, on. Well, and it's like, is that how you want to spend your yes, time? Yes, exactly. And so do you want to spend your time doing, like I was in Pennsylvania and my best friend from high school, he, they live on a, like a huge farm out in the country. And I was talking to his, her dad when I went back last May or two Mays ago. And he was saying, because my friend's brother lives in an apartment in Europe, and he's saying, like, they can just leave their apartment and go on a trip or whatever, and they don't have to worry about that. But he's lived on land for the majority of his life, and so it's been taking care of the land, and that's what they do with their time. Mm -hmm. And so really, I think right-sized living is, like, some people, that's what they want to do. Exactly. But it's like, how do you want to spend your time, and what yeah. what does that look like for you? And so I think that, for me, is is the important part of that. Yeah, Yeah, because I think, like, some people... Their home is their sanctuary. Yes. And, you know, whether there are resources to spend or not, yes. that can go in so many different mm -hmm. directions. And it's interesting, even thinking about the Denver, like, population boom and how all the smaller houses, you know, or modest, even modest houses yeah. are being scraped. Yeah. And then these really big houses are being rebuilt right on top of them. A but, lot of concrete ones and it looks like communism, just so that's what my opinion is. <laughs> oh, harsh. I kind of like... I like that, modern... But, I really like modern houses, but when there's not a lot of windows and when I went to Slovakia, I was like, uh, oh, all these like square concrete buildings. And then you come back here and you're like, oh, there's all these square concrete yeah. buildings. Mm. It looks like communism. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. 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 Sorry. I just, no, I just think that it's like, I mean, people can take it in so many different directions. Yeah. You know, you know what I am thinking as we're talking about this? Like, so I've thought of the idea, by the way, Joshua Becker's of becoming minimalist. Oh, okay. He ah. is wonderful. Right. As are the minimalist. I did watch that documentary. Is he in that? I don't think he is. Okay. There's like the two dudes, okay. yeah, the yeah, minimalist yeah. guys. But they're not. That's yeah, not I, one I, of, they're okay. different. Yeah. So like I've thought of this idea, like the Marie Kondo of like the space and like making sure everything that you're surrounded by is like serving you and you want it in your life and you want to be surrounded by it and everything you have, nothing or everything you need, nothing you don't, that whole idea. Like I've thought of that. And, you know, obviously I've had my experience with minimalism and, and all of that. And but hearing him say like the idea of right sized living, like is such a cool concept. And I love that. And like it I makes feel like me think a compassionate thing like we've ta been talking about on previous yeah, episodes. Gosh, so like, much like, acceptance. Yes. yes. And kindness. So, like, wait, how do you get compassion and kindness out of right sized living? He's saying that like. Tiny house living is not for everybody. And so, oh. like, if it is for you, then that's awesome. But if it like is if not Like, if that's the right size yes. of space. It's oh, like, sure, find your own right size. Yes, yeah. and just yeah, accepting yeah. of wherever you are. Got it, and got so, it. right size living, and if someone feels like they need to live in a... 20,000 square foot home. Great. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But, like, that's not... That's, yes. Yeah. So, like, I've thought of the idea of, like, the minimalism and having just what you need and want around you that really serves you and, and works towards your greater good in helping you get to your greater good. Mm -hmm. And I've also separately thought of the right-sized ego of not being too, like, I'm the best person in the room and I'm the most horrible person in the room and working towards, you know, becoming one among others. Yeah. Uh, like, the right-sized ego, but I've never 
thought about this connection that we're making on this podcast episode of like the connection of being right sized in all areas. So uh, we're kind of groundbreaking. Right. <laughs> no, but, but I think like it goes along the same thing. So when you went to that workshop of yeah. Emily Aries and she talked about assertive communication, yes. Yes. that is like right sized of communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And, th- and so I think that that is it, true. There's right sized of. And I think that's when you're in the groove of things. And yeah. like mm-hmm. you're you're showing up and standing up, but you're not taking up like you're not. You're not bulldozing. Not bulldozing and not allowing space for other people. You're not you're, being aggressive. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. I think it also makes me think about the values. If you have identified values, mm-hmm. uh-huh. then that will only help you become however you think that right size is for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Back to your point about the sanctuary. I think your home can be your sanctuary and also like you can not have to like you can travel or not have things or whatever yes i think that that is a that can be an and i appreciate you bringing that up because i think that the reason i was saying it can be your sanctuary is that i feel like there are many people out there and me being one at, at one point in my life of like i wanted the massive yeah house yeah you know and like yeah and and i don't think that that's I don't think there's any reason to judge that. No. Just, you know, like mm-hmm. that's that's why I was saying. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think. Yeah. Well, that's like the acceptance thing or yeah, the kind yeah, thing. Totally. Like if someone wants that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, go, but maybe yeah. that's not what I want. And I. Yes. Whatever. And that's fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and something else that stood out about like what he brought up is the accountability piece and the idea of like if something is going wrong owning it yes and like that is so mature and like i feel like again having a right-sized ego so like if you're so hurt or like so fragile that you can't accept anything but things going perfectly or like people thinking the best of you Mm -hmm. then how in the world could you possibly even consider the idea of taking accountability and responsibility for something not going perfectly Mm -hmm. like you have to have a right-sized ego to consider that as an option Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i really appreciated what he said about that and i think he's like super healthy (laughs) (laughs) i think it's important yeah accountability It, it just makes things i think blame is so gross a lot and whatever we can take accountability for our side of the street is super empowering Mm -hmm. even though it might not feel awesome yeah yeah so can you guys think of an example where you actually did that to take accountability yeah like it wasn't awesome but you were like ugh, i gotta own this i think oftentimes i mean just when i worked back in when i was in community mental health and i worked with high school kids Mm -hmm. in doing therapy with them and i would say stupid shit all the time like oh that was like me <laughs> uh, like trying to be an adult or thinking i know better or whatever mm-hmm. and so i had to take ownership and be like hey sorry that i was whatever just apologize for yeah. what happened and that goes a long way because most of the time adults don't apologize to kids yeah. right and it wasn't just for the sake of apology is because i was really like oh god yeah and stepping on their toes or like not giving them the space to like step into who they were. And so that came up a lot. Yeah. And when I could do that with people like, hey, this is my bad, I think that goes a long way with people because a lot of people don't own up for their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I'm thinking of is, so I was in a work situation and there was an intern that I was not a fan of at all. Like, anyway... The boss ended up hiring her. 
<laughs> and I said to him, you hired her. <laughs> totally inappropriate. And then I totally ended up loving her. Like I had to own the fact that I was wrong about her. And that my, whatever it was about her that rubbed me the wrong way initially, like, I literally was wrong. And there's this, like, quote, like, be humble, you could be wrong. And I think about that all the time of, like, you know, I ended up loving this girl. And it was all me projecting this stuff onto her about why I didn't like her or think that she was, like, awesome, like she ended up being. You know, I had to own that. I was wrong. And I'm wrong a lot. Mm -hmm. And being willing and able to say, you know what? I could be totally wrong. Yes. Like, I think that's, it's hard to do, but I, and I think it takes practice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Amy, would you have an accountability moment? Yeah. I, well, (laughs) actually, I think a lot about (laughs) an accountability moment. An accountability Trademarked. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely, first of all, I have to watch myself for apologizing too much Mm. so that's one thing that i i can because i think like john was saying you know he kept talking about being a people pleaser yeah and that's been my experience in the world yeah exactly so i gotta watch for that but i think my accountability moments that i am that was good Mm -hmm. you know or like that was the are with my kids Mm -hmm. you know where it's like ah. I did not mean to use that tone with you right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm sorry. I... Well, and what great modeling, too. To be like, especially like with kids, it's like, this is how you apologize. This is how you write that wrong. Yes. Yes. And there's opportunities for me to do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, what, so what's our nugget from this episode? Ooh. I'm drawing a blank here. I mean, it's got to be something with right sizing. Yeah. yeah. So. So the tr- check Yeah, in. like, what about like idea of are you having like an inflated sense of self or are you playing small like somewhere in between like well i guess that would be right sized right so yeah to me right 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 (laughs) yes it would be what you want (laughs) no you're right dead in the middle are Are you you totally right size are you totally nailing this yeah if so wonderful healthy you're like are you like super healthy oh my god can you give me some advice (laughs) are you like so healthy because okay so (laughs) thank you no nonsense in this episode okay so but i also think so right size ego but also like are you living your life in a right-sized way in terms of your space, your stuff, Mm -hmm. your house. Is it working for you? Is it working working for you? Is your space working for you? Is your ego working for you? Yeah. Just ask yourself. Yeah. No big deal. No biggie. (laughs) No big deal. Check out two big areas of your life and see how that makes you feel. Okay. And that's the homework. And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining (laughs) us here today on the Less Alone Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so we talk about connection. That's what our deal is here. So we have a six-step roadmap for instant connection. You can get that at connectionroadmap.com. It will give you the hookup on what to do to get instantly connected with people in this world. Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.